Welcome to the Word and Prayer Daily with Pastor Jared Kirk. Colossians 3, 9-11 Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. When I think about my life before I became a Christian, man, I was a very different person. I came to faith at about 17 years old. I was a punk high school kid. And when you think about the difference between who I was then and who I am now, there's a wide gulf. And as many of you think about the difference between who you were before you knew Jesus and who you are now, there is a chasm between them. When I reflect on my own life, old Jared was disrespectful to his parents. Man, I had knock down, drag out fights. My, I had a sharp weapon and its name was sarcasm. And I was constantly fighting with my parents. Old Jared was disrespectful, but new Jared had a respect for his parents. Old Jared was indulgent. Whatever I wanted, whatever felt good, that's what I was pursuing with my life. New Jared has some self-control. Because part of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. God's Spirit returns control of you to you. And so there's a difference between old and new. Old Jared was me-centered. Everything revolved around me. How people saw me, how people perceived me. New Jared is God-centered. To the best of my ability, I want my life to glorify God. Old Jared lied. Old Jared was a liar. To get out of trouble, to avoid the consequences, to look better, he was a liar. New Jared is a truth teller. Old Jared liked people who were like me, people who thought like me, people who dressed like me, people who were in the same socioeconomic status as me. New Jared just wants to love people. And especially people who are in the church. In this passage today, in Colossians 3, it gives us a command. It says, do not lie to each other. But the reason that it gives us for this command is so, so there's so much depth to it. It says, you've taken off your old self and have put on the new self. And the difference between the old you and the new you is that the new you is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. In other words, you're becoming more and more and more like Jesus every single day. And as you become like Jesus and have this new self, one of the outgrowths of that is that all of the barriers and the things that used to separate us are now torn down. When Paul says there's no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, he's he's mentioning all of the divisions of the day, the divisions between Jew and Gentile. That's what circumcised and uncircumcised means, by the way. It's the difference between Jews and Gentiles, or the difference between slave and free, which affected all Roman people, whether they were Jews or not. And he says, all of these barriers have been torn down by Christ, because Christ is in us. And that's part of the calling of every believer in Jesus Christ. 
Now, in our day and age, there are all sorts of barriers within the local church that the church itself can have a role in tearing down, whether that is socioeconomic status. I've actually noticed in our churches over the years that it's very difficult for those who are upper middle class or upwardly mobile to live in community with those who are particularly poor. They do different things. They think different ways. There's a barrier there. And of course, in American church, we deal with the legacy of racism, and so there's a separation between whites and blacks on Sunday morning, and many churches are completely monolithic in the way that they look. But the call in Christ is to love unconditionally and to be willing to sacrifice so that others would see a sign of God's goodness. When Jesus sacrificed himself, he was on the cross, and it was a sign to the world of God's love for them. When we in our local churches cross over the lines and we are willing to worship and love and live in community in ways that are uncomfortable, our very lives, our very churches become a sign of God's ability to bring all things together under Christ. Now, as we pray today, I want us to simply pray for unity in our local churches, but not the kind of unity that's uniformity, the kind of unity where separate and diverse peoples become one under Jesus. So think about your church, your local church that you're a part of, and let's pray for God to give us unity right now. Heavenly Father, we know from your word that you want us to be unified, that you love a church who is one in Christ Jesus. You are coming back for your bride one day, and you want us to be unified when you do. I pray that you would grant us all the humility and the gentleness and the respect for one another that leads to unity. Help us to see ourselves not as important but as simply servants in your kingdom. Help us to avoid the sin of partiality, where we just want to be around people who are like us. That's a very natural way to live, but we're Christians, and we're called to the supernatural. So give us unity in our church, that is the unity that comes from Christ himself, the one who has broken down every barrier. And help us to glorify your name in our churches, in Jesus' name. 
If this content is helpful to you, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To help get the word to even more people, please leave a review and a five-star rating. God bless and have an amazing day. Thank you.